Welcome to Calvary Connect. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. This is a weekly podcast focusing on stories, studies, and scripture. If you're finding us for the first time, we're really glad that you're here, and we're thankful that you're listening. Please be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and check back weekly every Thursday. If you're coming back as a returning listener, thanks for checking in. Today's episode was designed to be a blessing to you and to those you share it to. You're listening to Calvary Connect. Let's get into the show. Wow. (laughs) Man, it's been a minute. (laughs) This is not a forced smile. And, you know, I'm recording this podcast kind of last minute. But I really just wanted to get back on the show and get back on the routine and kind of give you an update as to why it's been so long since we've recorded and uploaded an episode. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. This is going to be uploaded on November 26th, which is Thanksgiving of 2020. And boy, is it going to look different for a lot of people. Uh, We're based here in Florida, beautiful Tampa Bay, I would say so. And we don't have a lot of the restrictions that are being placed around the country. So we're very thankful. Um, No pun intended. Maybe a pun intended. But we are very thankful that we get to gather around with family and friends. I know of people in our inner circle of friends that they don't get to spend Thanksgiving with their families as they planned. It's just been a very, it's been an interesting and challenging year. But I want to just explain to you a little bit about why we were MIA for a little bit there. Um, I work at Calvary Community Church of Tampa, and since 2019, um, I've been the assistant pastor. I've been the youth director since 2012, and I've really been trained at Calvary Community Church of Tampa to be a pastor, and I, I feel like that's God's calling for my life. And that happened uh, over this break. As a matter of fact, the last episode that you heard was right around our missions conference. And on the final day of the missions conference, the church was informed that our current pastor, our current senior pastor, Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold, look him up, write that name down, check out his YouTube channel, Yankee Arnold Ministries. Um, But he who has been the, he's been the pastor there for hmm, 11 years, I believe, Um, he is actually going to be stepping down from the senior pastor role, and he's going to be transitioning into a new non-for-profit ministry called Yankee Arnold Ministries Incorporated. And if you need help remembering it, it's called Yammy. I don't know if he's real hip about that, but (laughs) that's how I remember it. But I'll still call it Yankee Arnold Ministries. And since he's transitioning, the church is um, going to need a new pastor. Well, At the board's recommendation, I was recommended um, to be voted on to become the next pastor at Calvary Community Church of Tampa. And two weeks later, we had a vote. It was unanimous. And I was then installed on November 15th as the next pastor at Calvary Community Church of Tampa. And it's really just surreal for me. Now, this is in no way an excuse for not getting on here and recording, although I have been very busy. I also teach at Florida Bible College of Tampa. I'm the Dean of Students, and I also teach the Life of Christ this semester. 
which is about a three hour class and, you know, one hour for three days a week. It can be a lot. Again, no excuse, but things have just been getting very busy. I'm still the youth director and we're still doing a lot of things there at the church, especially as we're going through this transition. And it has just been a it's been a crazy year. But man, this, this what this podcast has become. I have had nothing but joy sitting down with people and hearing them tell how the gospel changed their life. And now that I get the opportunity, we're still continuing this show. We're going to get back to Thursdays, every Thursdays, recording an episode, whether it's a Bible study or a word study on something or um, just looking at something in the scripture or an interview. I love the interviews. I love the authenticity, the rawness of these interviews, you know, getting to hear people's stories, but we're going to continue this show. But I wanted to get on here and kind of just express to you how thankful I am as a man. I went to Calvary Community Church back in 2003, 2004, and we came from a big Southern Baptist style church. We had two aisles in our church and Calvary only had one. The pews in our church were padded, brother. And I mean, P-A-D-D-E-D. They were padded. And we got to Calvary and it was hard as a rock, uh, the back of those pews. My grandmother, uh, she passed away in 2008, but she was there for a little bit. And she always commented about how hard and uncomfortable those pews were. And she was right. <laughs> My point is, it was a big change. But I learned how to study the scripture at Calvary Community Church of Tampa. Dr. Hank Lindstrom, who went home to be with the Lord in 2008, he taught me that the Bible is connected, that the Old Testament and the New Testament, they're, they're different testaments, but it's all talking about the same person, Jesus Christ. I remember hearing in Sunday school when I was a kid, not at Calvary, but at a different church, that it's hard to find Christ in, in the Old Testament. That's just not true. He's right there in Genesis chapter 3 when those animals are sacrificed and their skins are, are provided as a covering for Adam and Eve instead of the leaves that they provided for their nakedness. That was a picture of the shed blood, the innocent shed blood of the coming Savior, Jesus Christ. And I learned all these things at Calvary. And now, I mean, I met my wife there and I love my wife, Kyla. It's her birthday tomorrow. We both turned 30 this year. And this is the last time that I can announce her age because, you know, we've hit 30. So I turned 30 yesterday. She's turning 30 tomorrow. So that's it. Every year after that, I say, I don't know, or I say anything under 30, like 29, or maybe I can say 30. I'm not sure. I'm going to learn those things as I go. But I met my wife there at Calvary Community. I, I, I learned about her. I learned about dedication. I learned about salvation by grace. I had always known that salvation was a free gift, but I never was able to prove it. And at Calvary, I learned that. And now in 2020, arguably one of the toughest years in my life so far. Now, I haven't had a lot of personal things that I've struggled with, but it's been a very tough year. Just what's going on in our country, what's happening on the political side, what's happening on the medical side, what's happening just with people in general. And things are changing. People are changing. Our church lost six people this year. None of them passed away due to COVID-19, but six rock solid individuals. I mean, regulars. It's a shame when we lose anybody, but so thankful we know where they are. But I learned those assurances that that comfort 
from the scriptures which were taught at Calvary Community Church. And now in 2020, I got sworn in to be the next pastor. Not, not, not the assistant pastor, not the youth pastor, although I'll still be maintaining the youth work and I love the youth work. I'm, I'm excited to see what 2021 is going to behold, but now I get to be the lead pastor. And it's, oh, it's sometimes it's overwhelming. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, what, what am I going to do? I'm just reminded to just keep doing what we've always been doing. And it reminds me, even now, my mind starts to fizzle out and, and, and I, I think to myself, God, you are just so good. God is so good. Not because I'm the lead pastor at the church that I really grew up in, not because of all the things he's done this year, but because of what he did through his son, Jesus Christ. I want to share with you a passage tonight. And I know, I know this has been a tough year. We have felt the pains of this year, all of us, in some way or another. Maybe your church is still closed. Maybe you know somebody who owned a business or you yourself own a business and you're facing the fact that I might not get back to normal as soon as I thought I would. I remember joking with a friend back in March when he said, yeah, this is going to last into the, you know, into the election, into, into December. I'm like, no way. Boy, is he right? And maybe you're catching a break from family right now, or maybe you've been looking for an episode and now you're listening to it. Are you a thankful person? You know, it, it is so easy. And I say this because I see it in myself. It is so easy for us to just get bogged down, just to get overwhelmed and just so laser focused. We live in this age of productivity and we got a plan and we got a program and we got to perform and all these different things. But sometimes you don't need to plan. You don't need to perform. You don't need to progress. You need to sit and reflect and be thankful for what God has given to you. I was listening to a show today, and it was a very famous pastor who was on this show, a very conservative show. I myself, a conservative, I, I enjoy those kind of conversations, especially when it comes from someone who's in the same you know, field that I am in, in, in vocational Christian work. It was an hour and 19 minutes long, and not once was the gospel given. They talked about death. They talked about Black Lives Matter. They talked about the election. They talked about the COVID-19 being used as kind of like mini tyranny and all these different things. And he even said, you know, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. But he, he, he didn't explain that. And I just thought it was so weird. I'm sitting in my recliner downstairs and I'm going, why wasn't the gospel given? And then I thought to myself, why do I always critique people on whether they give the gospel or not? Is it me? Do I make it too much? Do I? Is it too much of my selling point? Do I need to do other things? And I'm reminded this verse came to mind. And if you've got your Bible, grab it. Go ahead and close this app. If you're on iPhone, Android, it'll still run. Pull up your Bible app, and I want you to go to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to break it down. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, we're going to break that down line upon line here. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If this was a discipleship-based message, if this was a service-based message, 
there'd be a call here. Are you ashamed for the gospel of Christ? And that's a good question. Are we ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Is it something we hide ourselves from? Do we not want to say it because, you know, of the social outcry that may come from saying something about Jesus Christ or God forbid saying what you believe? But that's not my point here. My point here is this is the subject of the verse. Paul is saying he is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which that is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's not ashamed of that, but it continues by saying, for it, it is the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. And I, and I, I, I am reminded and assured in my relentless pursuit of sharing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and how anyone who simply believes in him receives the free gift of everlasting life. I am assured of that because of this verse, not because I'm not ashamed, but because that message is the power of God. And then read on with me, friend, unto salvation to everyone that believeth. There is nothing else in the world that includes everyone and also costs nothing to anyone. Jesus paid the full price of salvation. And this verse says that it, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God unto, it brings you something, salvation. And who is it applied to? Everyone that believeth. Verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith, not by their works. I stick heavy on Calvinist doctrine because Calvinism does not produce any hope, nothing. Friend, the just shall live by faith. I live by faith. Galatians chapter 2, you'll hear my mouse click here as I turn in my digital Bible. Galatians 2 and verse 20 says this, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Friend, salvation is a free gift given to all of those who simply put their trust in him. And no amount of good works prove that you're saved. Good works prove one thing, your service to the Lord, to which you will be rewarded for. And that does not mean you are rewarded with everlasting life because of your works. But that's not the point here. What I want to continue making this point is the gospel is worthy of sticking on. It is the only thing. Look at all of Paul's letters. It encompasses all of his subjects. If you go back to Galatians in chapter 1, Paul makes a very strong case for the gospel here. In Galatians 1.6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another in verse 7, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And verse 9, double ensures that. As we said before, so uh, say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. 
That's strong stuff. And that's the gospel. And so when I think about that show that I was listening to, I think about, man, why do I stick on the gospel so much? Because it is the only thing worth sticking on. Now, getting back to this idea of being thankful. As I sat in my recliner today and I thought about my year, I thought about my blessings that I have received. I'm going to be taking a church in January. I'm co-pastoring right now. And on December 27, 2020, that's going to be my church. Now, I don't say it's my church and that I'm removing God out of the way. Jesus Christ is still the center and the word of God is still the authority. But there's so much responsibility. Board meetings and decisions and what kind of series I'm going to teach and how I'm going to deal with problems and counseling and all these different things. And it's very easy to just start turning on the machine and just processing and thinking and doing and planning and forgetting what God has done for me. I want you to continue with me in Romans chapter 1 and verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Man is without excuse. I believe every individual who does not trust in Christ as their Savior will have to give an account and they will be found without excuse. That's the goodness of God. I believe he gives every man an opportunity to put their trust in his son. And that's a part of his sovereignty. In my opinion, that's one of the greatest sticking points of his sovereignty, that he allows man to choose an all-powerful God who literally spoke things into existence. Let's you choose to accept his son or reject his son. The choice is yours. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And you need to mark this, Christian. Maybe you're asking questions and you haven't trusted in Christ yet. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. They internalized it. They turned creation into something that they could do. Hence evolution. Hence the Big Bang, the, the great sneeze, the cosmic flatulence when two gases got together and pfft, something happened. They became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. Mm. Where did it all start? They were not thankful. Friend, when you take for granted what God has done for you, you put yourself at risk of walking in darkness. Now, those of us who have put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have believed on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ as a payment for our sin. We can still walk in darkness. We will not lose our eternal salvation, but we will lose sweet fellowship. And this is how bitterness starts and wrath and jealousy and envy and backbiting and thinking you're better than everything else and thinking, oh, woe is me. How difficult is life, friend? All those feelings are, are valid, but I want you to recognize where those feelings come from. It is from the flesh. It is from an ungrateful spirit, not an ungrateful spirit from God, an ungrateful attitude from our flesh. And it is 2020. Yes, the longest year many of us have lived, but it has been a lot worse before. 
And there are Christians in Syria and in Ethiopia who are leaving by the thousands because hundreds have been slaughtered. And we live here in America where we are on the brink, I believe, of, 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 of a communistic, socialistic-minded government. But you know what? There are many things that if I learn to stop and just sit for a second and recognize the goodness of God, all those things fade away. I can love easier. I can love my wife easier. I can love my enemy, my enemy easier if I just be more thankful. Otherwise, I become vain in my imaginations, lifted up with pride, and my, my mind becomes dark because God is not there. He has not abandoned me, but I have chosen to separate myself from him in fellowship. My married listeners out there, you know what it's like. You know what it's like when you're not in fellowship with, with your spouse in good communication. It's tough. Things boil over. Well, I'm glad that God doesn't leave me, but I will receive chastening for walking away from him. But it starts with an ungrateful attitude. So today, while it's still available, will you be found thankful today? We had an exercise in chapel, and I'm going to close with this. We had an exercise in chapel on November 23rd by Dr. Phil Myers. Dr. Phil Myers just has some great ideas. He really, really does. He's a man of prayer, and so is his wife. And I'm thankful for Dr. Phil and for Kay. But he asked us to write down 100 things we're thankful for. Now, the first 10, you're on cruise control, right? Family, salvation, my Bible. This and that, you know, but when you get to 11 and through 20, you start pulling a little bit. When you get to 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus, you're really pulling and you realize, sorry, my chair has creaked. You realize I am so out of touch with what God has. And I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I'm so out of touch with what God has done that I have to really think about what I'm thankful for. And I don't mean that as a chastening to yourself. But I realized when I got into 60, I had to really pull and I had to discover, wow, God's been faithful there too. And look, he's been faithful here as well. And I even had to take the, the difficult things in my life, the things that I, I don't like to talk about. And I had to thank God for those things because they're shaping me into a better man, a, a, a better man after God. Somebody who wants to serve him. Those problems help. Get that. Wow. My phone is off, so it doesn't ring, so I can't pull up the notes app. But I think I got down to like 80. And I'm still adding, and I'm going to continue to add. And even if I've got repeats, that's fine. I'm going to continue to add it because I think it's a good, good practice to remember what God has done for us. And so as you're sitting down with family and with friends, be thankful. Let all the bitterness go. Jesus let all, all, all of the things that were done against him go. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The Bible says in Isaiah that Jesus was going to be beaten so bad that he was marred, as it was hard to tell that he was the son of man. 
that wasn't his title as son of man. It was that it was hard to recognize he was human. He was beaten so bad. Mm. He is my ultimate example for forgiveness. Forgive. Love. Love by sharing Christ. Not by tolerating sin, but by sharing Jesus Christ. Now, I've already taken up enough of your time, but I hope it has been a good break for you. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. For therein, in that gospel message, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Happy Thanksgiving. Our love here from Tampa. I hope that you found time to be with your family and friends. And will you try to write down a hundred things you're thankful for? And then maybe open up your phone, go through your contact list, and start telling people you're thankful for them and mean it. You never know. Someone might text or call you back, and you'll have an opportunity to share with them the power of God unto salvation the gospel of Jesus Christ. Happy Thanksgiving. I know it's 2020, but we still have so much to be thankful for. Thank you for listening to this episode of Calvary Connect. Our podcast is all about stories, studies, and scripture. We appreciate all of our listeners and encourage you to share the podcast across your social media sites. New episodes published weekly, on Thursdays, so be sure to check back often. We'll talk with you next week right here on Calvary Connect. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez.